Megatron to Galvatron, this is the album Concept Hour, the show where we break down the greatest concept albums of all time. And, God, uh, that's such a great clip. I am your host, Brad LeBaron, and I am joined as always by my co-host, I'm John Aker, not sure checking if I'm, in not sure if I'm pointing at you right now. Uh, not sure what the setup is on your guys' screens. I, I, I recognized <laughs> it. All right. Um, so yeah, we got uh, John Aker here, uh, my co-host as always, and then um, today we have uh, a special guest. I don't think he's been on this podcast yet, but he has been on uh, my other podcasts. Um, this is uh, Scott LeBaron. Uh, he is my brother, and he is our local uh, Transformers expert. Uh, say hi, Scott. Beyond good, beyond evil beyond your wildest imagination beyond thunderdome right <laughs> is that the, is that the tagline for the movie can't we just get beyond the thunderdome please oh, yeah we, we should really get beyond thunderdome um anyway so there's uh we have scott with us uh we're uh covering tr uh, the transformers the movie soundtrack which is why we have a uh, transformers experts on the cast today I wouldn't and... call me an expert. I just called me a madman. Scott, you are you are absolutely an expert. You could teach you could teach a college course on Transformers. I think. Oh, there was the one time I got drunk and tried explaining Cybertronian theology at the Essen House. Oh, so maybe it would be more of a church. <laughs> maybe it'd be more of a church type of deal. But um, uh, yes, yeah, so we. Have... is my trine mate. We well, we have Scott with us, and uh, he's going to help us uh, uh, understand uh, what's going on. If we have any questions about. Transformers down, and uh, today we also have uh, some v uh, other very special guests. Uh, two guys, uh, they're my neighbors and they're my friends, and they uh, they're in a band here called Wood Chickens. We have Alex and Griffin. Hey, what's hey, going on, guys? Howdy there, uh, Alex and Griffin. Boom shakalaka. Sorry, um, but uh, uh, just shakalaka, oh, just shakalaka. Okay, yeah. my bad. Um, but yeah, they're in uh, they're in a local band called uh, Wood Chickens uh, of the uh, cow punk variety, right? That's how you describe yeah, yourself. You could say that cow cow punk. Um, and uh, yeah, they're going to be uh, joining us today because they also love this soundtrack. Um, That's true. Yeah, we're all uh, we're all big. Uh, uh, John's probably the newest to this this uh, uh, soundtrack and movie. But um, yeah, always a fan of the series, though. Yeah, this is a movie that came out uh, between season two and three of the cartoon series, right? That is correct. Yeah, well, so, the theaters yeah, on yeah. what was it, uh, December twelfth, nineteen eighty six, if mm -hmm. I recall. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it takes place between the movies, and it just has a killer fucking just eighties tastic like soundtrack. It is just. What you just heard uh, on the intro is, uh, you know, just a taste of uh, what you're going to hear today. 
It's um, such a killer track, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Gotta love Stan Bush. They yeah. use it so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was gonna say it that's probably the... the most used track, right? Yeah. Yes, it yeah. is. Honestly, it is un- in dangerous risk of being overused at points. I I thought about that too at the end. I was like, <laughs> this is like the fourth time you've played this song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I get the effect that it has, but like after like the third time, you're kind of like. Hey, hey. You guys want to re- use this like once it? at the beginning and once at the end yeah. to like great effect. And... Yeah, yeah. Maybe they should Just remix like it or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you only did ten tracks. You, you maybe maybe thought you could have done you know one or two more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's uh, it's a pretty great compilation of songs uh, from different kind of styles of the eighties and. Uh, it is painfully eighties. It, it is, is painfully. So much so. It is voting for Ronald Reagan. Doing a line of coke and investing in cell phones the size of small houses. Yep, yep, it is. What was that, Griffin? From the inside of a sports car. Yep, yep. With your your from the inside of a uh, button-up shirt. You know, with your shoulder pads. Oh yes, and you're wearing your dress shoes with no socks Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you're cool. But, Best uh, friends like a Wall Street guy. I'm curious though, um, Griffin and Alex, what is your guys' kind of connection to uh, this album? Um, like, when did you did you guys like grow up with Transformers and watch this when this movie when you were a kid, or did you discover it later? I actually did not uh, see it until maybe two or three years ago. Uh, okay, and I was and I actually wasn't too familiar with Transformers growing up, other than Beast Wars. Uh, yeah, Beast I, Wars. Yeah, that was my shit yeah, growing up too. Um, but yeah, that's how I got into it myself. Yes. So I finally saw the movie like uh, two or three years ago, and uh, I had to watch it several times before I really knew what was going on because I was not caught up with the plot of the, of the show. And if you, oh, you yeah. see the movie without knowing that, it's very confusing. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, it would be. But yeah. yeah, but I've probably watched the movie about a hundred times now, and I've shared it with uh, uh, many close friends. I know you and me and Brad bonded over uh-huh. that movie when we first met. Yeah, so I don't I don't meet people really a lot that thing. like even know about it. You know, it's a kind of it's one of those cult classic uh, kind of things. It's got this like kind of specific following. You know, yes. and it's got such an A one task um, uh, cast. cast too. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Robert Stack, Unicron is voiced. Well, our villain is voiced by freaking Orson Welles. It's got Orson His Welles, Eric Idle. It's freaking. It's. <laughs> It's got a Weird Al track. It's it's, it's got a it, um oh what the hell is his name from the Brad Pack? Judd Nelson. Uh, Judd Nelson. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Leonard when, uh, Nimoy. Was, Leonard yeah, Nimoy even. Judd Nelson was, was hot too. He was in his prime. I know. Yeah. That's yeah. what was so impressive. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, like all the performances on this are pretty pretty good i mean even orson welles who like you know like scott would will you know tell you just you know was not interested in this at all didn't care about it but he put there on a, good, a bunch he put on of a performance. terrible little toys trying to kill each other <laughs> yeah yeah i know he was uh and it's his last role too so <laughs> there are pretty, some rumors that he may him? have died due to stress with working with the voice director wally burr uh that would be messed up, but uh, it it, uh, it would make it even more epic. This this movie, you know, dude. Wally Burr had, had a cool... way with people. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, dude, what about a, a you? Cool fun he fact got too. results. 
What? A, a cool fun fact too about uh, the the Transformers. Yeah, is that like they started off as like two complete. They were owned by the same company, but they were like two completely different sets of toys that the Americans saw, and they're like, "Oh yeah!" So they brought it over and licensed it in the United States. And, and then like, they found more. Then toy they created lines. a story. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. whole genesis is a bunch of these toys actually got to the states kind of as pseudo bootlegs. They were mm-hmm. made by the original mm-hmm. companies, but different packaging. Uh, Hasbro exec went to a Tokyo toy show of some kind, saw them, bought the license to uh, some. Specifically, originally it was the lines Microchange and Diaclone. Yes. Micro the micro is where we get all the weird, you know, prop transformers, where we get the man from Uncle Gun being turned into Megatron, the cassette deck turned into Soundwave, and so on. Mm-hmm. And then Diaclone had its own little plot, and that's where we have the vehicles. Like when you open up the original Optimus Prime toy, you can see the little chair in the cab. Well, originally there's little dudes that were supposed to be in there and pilot them. Yeah. Fun fact Optimus Prime was designed by this by uh Scott, uh, so you're like five facts in. Yeah, I better stop. Okay, so Griffin, uh, what is your what is your uh, connection to this uh, this uh, uh, album? Um, well, I kind of came into this movie a little bit after Alex did. Okay. Uh, I also watched uh, Beast Wars. That's probably where I came into the franchise as a whole. Uh huh. Uh huh. kids unite! Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. The most beautiful uh, Megatron Dragon Transformer toy. Oh yeah, that oh, dude. Two one. I, yeah, I had nice. the uh, mm-hmm. I, I had the Optimus Prime Ultimate one yeah, with the flight toys, mode. Dude. Hell yeah! And the, the, the tank the, and shit. The, oh, yeah, the punch jet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still for some reason it's it had a place for a human to sit. But there was never a human to sit in the car. Oh, it's actually that's a design, you know, an intentional design I reference to, to I the did, original Optimus Prime. I did find that fascinating when I was a kid too. That they that there was those details. You know, I was like, why? Why would they do this? You yeah. know, like my, my to, kid mind couldn't understand I, why they do the extra work. You know, <laughs> because it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, and a lot of them, the molds came from Japan. Uh-huh. You know, like a lot of early Power Rangers stuff, even though it was like released in America in like ninety three. Yeah. Well, there was that whole like ninety one on it. There was like that 92. whole different uh, perspective on. Well, just different, just world of copyright. You know, they would just steal from each other constantly across seas. Oh yes, yeah. and like wild no one cares. Days of the well, like there wasn't. You know, it's not like there was like internet, like you know, cable internet, so people could just be like, "Hey, wait a minute, that's that thing from Japan, isn't it?" Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, look, like, I get... think that's something from somewhere else, but I can't prove it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a different just, time. Yeah, if you wanted to like watch any anime, footage for, you wouldn't like... get to see it for like a year after it aired, more than likely. Yeah, there. Well, yeah, they, they, there was there used to be that wait period between that, but now they're really fast with the animes. They get they get the English one well, out. Back in Stats. my day, you had to know a guy who knew a guy who uh-huh. knew a guy uh-huh. who knew a guy in San Diego and then who knew you a had guy to, in Japan, yeah, and you, you had would send to, the tape like, to him, yeah, and eventually would come do back. It yourself, themselves, you know, <laughs> like shit was shit was like real eighties. It was hard back then, man. Yeah, yeah, it's the, it was a tough time. Um, it sucks when you get the spinning wheel of death. Yeah, you don't yeah. know what the OG spinning wheel of death was. 
Hey, um, but before we uh, before we break into the album, though, uh, what are your guys, some of your guys' uh, um, musical interests um, that you kind of uh, got you started into music? Uh, Alex? Uh, got me started? Um, well, my first artist I ever got into was Cindy Lauper when I was oh, okay. just, a, just a wee yeah. lad. Nice. When I was a little kid. And, uh, and then shortly after that... Uh, <laughs> Uh, around the year like 2000 or early 2000s, I was getting into the White Stripes and the Strokes and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that was really great stuff. Um, yeah, when that was coming out. Yeah, but uh, then from there, it's just kind of all over the place. I listened to a lot of random electro and uh, Italian Ital- disco and oh yeah, uh, hardcore and country and. Everything else. Well, yeah, that's why your guys' style is kind of hard to pinpoint, you know, because you guys, it's clear that your guys are influenced by a lot of different things, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. why it's brown. Yeah. That's why it the makes all the different things together <laughs> and it's brown. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that makes more, yeah, that makes more sense to me now, yeah. What about you, Griffin? What's uh? What are some of, like, the early uh, things that you got into that, like, made you want to um like get into music you know um i don't know i guess uh when i was like really young i would listen to hard rock radio and stuff but eventually just i guess uh finding different cds at like the library and stuff that i liked before oh it was really easy to like do stuff on the internet and i got really into like uh like the Ramones and the Clash and the White Stripes. Oh, man. A lot of that stuff. And then I ended up getting more into a lot of hardcore. Yeah. Like eight hardcore stuff. Uh-huh. And, um, I don't know, eventually 60s psychedelic stuff and different things and noise rock. I don't know. Yeah, this, the um, 60s psychedelic stuff you have to, like, get into eventually when you uh, experiment. <laughs> You know that's I mean? pretty much how it happened for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh man. Yeah, I get the I get these hippies shit now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, no. Um the the man, CDs at the library though, those were like really important before the internet. Oh yes. Definitely. They oh, were very God. fundamental. Yeah. So much, so he, a lot of people's music tastes were entirely dependent on what they could find. Well yeah. Either like, on a library or the early nascent internet, well, or in some people's cases, a dictaphone and NES. Yeah, we had all the Weird Al ones in our Orpheus. our uh, our library. Like, we oh had, yes, and uh, yeah, yeah, we rented them out almost every month. Oh yeah, yeah, those were constantly rented out for us. Like, the, no one, no one else had access to the Weird Al stuff because we were <laughs> renting it. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, you used to you know take it home. Rip it to your computer. Listen to the <laughs> well, yeah. We listen to like what, like what? Uh, Windows Media Player. Rip it with. Windows oh yeah, Media or, or Real Player, Winamp. Uh huh. Uh huh. I still use that. Yeah. I mean, I Winamp, guess Winamp's I should probably get to my musical. Winamp is an OG, taste. man. Yeah, Scott. Well, yeah, I, I was gonna say we, we haven't so, had you on before. So what about you? What is it? What was your, some of your first things that kind of got you interested? I. We'll headline this by saying I am a strange person. Okay. I really loved soundtracks. I mean, well, you, look, had, you were really I've into spent... video game music. Uh, oh yes. Growing up. 
Like one of my early memories is of our family actually had internet er access earlier than most. I can remember mm -hmm. back in the early '90s, Dad hooking up onto BBSs to download poorly made gifs or gifs or whatever side of the holy war you're on of uh star trek ships back you know when we had like whole 1200 baud and that in turn fed into like me getting into music on like mod or midi format both formats that long since lost any relevance to people these days yeah and you yeah. know in turn you know that got me into a lot of electronica and you know that coupled with the was that when you got into period, Daft Punk? That's part of it. The yeah, other part yeah. of it too is the uh, that strange period from '96 to the no from '94 to '97 where Eurodance was popular enough to be played on the radio, and then oh, we all pretend like, never happened. That was like the peak, man. That was like peak. That 90s. was yes. Yeah, yeah. I you miss, know, I miss listening that. to Corona and Rhythm of the Night and all that. Uh huh. That I. I really think that that particular oh, genre yeah. should have a comeback, like in in the oh. U.S. I mean, oh god, it's yeah. it never it never just, stops. Just about everything gets a peak in America, like every kind yeah. of music, yeah. or art. It gets well, yeah, some yeah, kind of definitely. Peak. Even if it's just for a couple they years, you gotta keep cycling that shit out. You know, you gotta keep cycling through the pop stuff. You know. Well, if all you drink is cola, eventually you're going to hate the flavor of cola, no matter how good the cola is. I don't know, though. Sometimes. Coca-Cola is kind of one of those standards. Yeah, yeah you... but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're Familiarity saying. Familiarity yeah, breeds contempt. Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> children. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, oh, hey, it mentions... <laughs> so, um... Yeah, that's kind of... Uh, yeah, we always like to ask that of, uh, of, of newcomers to the podcast, because, uh, you know... That's where we're interested. That's that's how we started doing this in the first place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just well, yeah. All of all of the like people that are co-hosts are like you know old co-workers that would we just chat about music with pretty much. So, you know, we we're like, yeah, let's fucking you know, record. Um, but yeah, so the first track, uh, let's go over it a little bit though. It was in the intro, and um, most I feel like people have generally heard this song. If it's oh, the power if, banger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even if yeah, outside of like, have you heard this song before you saw the movie, John? No, but I okay. just love the song. It's so it's it's just it's so <laughs> it's uplifting. It's yeah. when you hear it, it seems like you've known the song for years. You want to yeah. fight, you know. Yeah. You want to. You want to cheer, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, it's like go it's, Autobots, and this is a song <laughs> that like yeah. comes. Yeah. It's like it comes back to you in certain moments in your life when you need to like get into like eighties montage mode and just like do whatever you gotta do, you know? Like I this is song that's picture is Rocky like hitting for the me. thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And yeah, speaking of Rocky, <laughs> um, Scott, you wanna talk about this being in um this oh, well that's, this this was it's in Iron Eagle apparently. You were talking about a different. Oh, song, right, Stallone, Scott? right? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So, no, so there's another song that was in a, a different Rocky movie, but this song was actually, oh, inspired by a line in the movie Iron Eagle. Sorry, not in Iron Eagle. Inspired by a movie. Still though, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Originally written. I don't know. For Iron Eagle Sylvester is a Stallone. movie that would sound like seem like something that the touch would be from. And wait, is that the one with the helicopter? No, that's that's Blue Thunder. Or Airwolf, if you're thinking of the TV show. Iron okay. Eagle is a 80s action movie about some guys in F-16 fighter jets, if oh, I recall okay. correctly. Okay. 
Oh, okay. Nice. Um, the song was supposed to be in a Stallone film, though, in Cobra. Oh, and it was? Uh, ended up not being in that movie. And uh, it got kind of given to Transformers, the movie. That's oh, awesome. okay, okay. Uh, I can only imagine Stan Bush. Like, it was going to be in a Stallone movie. He's like, oh, all right. And then it turns out, oh, never mind. Like, it's going to be in Transformers, the movie. And he's probably just like, oh, okay. Well, it's well, given him plenty of money since. It, it certainly uplifted the movie. Well, and apparently yeah. it was also yeah. in in um, the 1997 film Boogie Nights. Yes. Oh, apparently Mark a character, character or is trying to, to him yeah, or he's trying to use his music career. Uh, I'll play a tiny bit of this, actually. Let's see if you guys hear it. Okay, Derek, you ready? Yeah, I was born ready, Nick. Let's go, man. <laughs> Derek Diggler demo. Keep the vocals up. You got the touch. Take seven. Excuse me, Reed. You guys hear this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got the touch. <laughs> you got the power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, the wonderful wow, thing about the touch is that it's not a song that can be made now. It is tied entirely in concept, execution, presentation uh-huh. to the yeah. late 1980s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I would love a band to get together and just do this style. Like it's an 80s way. ball of cheese. Hey, Gr- Griffin, Alex, do you know if there's a band that does this kind of stuff? The uh, uh, closest thing I can think of is me. Oh yeah, do you have stuff that's kind of uh, <laughs> retro like this? What's up? You have stuff that's kind of retro like this? Uh, oh. Stuff Alex has been doing lately with his. Uh, oh cool. Like solo set. Yeah, I, I do a solo set where like the, all the backing tracks are like '80s keyboard kind of stuff. And oh I fuck! I'm gonna, to, over that. I'm gonna have to listen to that. That well, sounds there's like, bands like uh, Riot City yeah. that does '80s speed metal, but that's not what you're necessarily looking for. Well, there's that's also in the realm. It's, yeah, there's a, well, there's a few there's a few local artists that like you know dabble in that just electronic stuff you know of various uh, degrees you know. Um, there's a well, lot I would of. I'd like to see more bands of, of that sort of style. Like, actually, that, yeah, like, yeah. It's always a good show. Like, it's always a really um, like it's just because the sound is so fuzzy. It just you as an audience member you just feel it you know i don't know it's 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 pretty cool i think the sound system needs to be like you know all right but <laughs> but I'm one a, last I'm thing to prude. report about this song is that it is the most used in the movie <laughs> oh yeah yeah you you counted four times you said yeah like four, four at different least times? three to four yeah yeah oh um, oh three, i was gonna say before four. Before we get into uh, the other tracks, though, there was a segment that I wanted to try out here um, to kind of recap people on what actually happens in the movie. Um, you know, for just for people that might not know what uh, Transformers is about, uh, they don't need to. You know, they don't need to know a whole lot. But uh, I wanted to give Scott the opportunity to. Tell us the plot of Transformers the movie in five minutes, as best as he can. Or less. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna set a timer. Hold on, Scott. Um, before we go with this, I'm gonna set a timer, 
And uh, according to uh, to uh, to Robert's rules, I will uh, let him know when he's at uh, two minutes, and then one minute, and then thirty seconds. How's that sound? Oh, okay. okay. Just give me my cue, man. All right, all right. So um, this is uh, everybody. This is... Settle back with your drinks. Yep, yep, yep. Sip, sip your drinks, and uh, we're gonna, we're about to learn about Transformers the movie. So you ready, Scott? On three. All right, three, two, one, go. We start out in space, and there's this. There we see two giant, cool suns, one red, one Huge. blue. And out from between the suns, there's this giant planet with devil horns, and it's flying towards another planet. And we meet the rock lords, I mean, the Lithonians. And we follow Orbalus and Kranix into their lab. And then, oh, look, it's Unicron. Unicron's that giant planet. That giant planet's hungry, and it decides to eat their entire planet along with several cameos. From the backgrounds of Fifths of the North Star and Bubblegum Crisis. He then lights up and we lead into the most awesome theme song ever, uh, Transformers being done by White Lion. And then we start. It is now the year 2005. The treacherous Decepticons have conquered the Autobots' homeland of Cybertron. But on staging grounds of two on Cybertron's moons, the Autobots are preparing to retake their homeland. Of course, they're completely oblivious to the Decepticons' number one super spy and all-around good guy, Laserbeak, flying all over the place, showing whatever they're doing, and eventually deciding to eavesdrop on Optimus Prime, talking about, hey, we need to get these supplies down to Autobot City. And I'm like, you know, but Prime, I want to kill them now. Uh, no, we, we don't. We can't. We don't have the stuff. So, you know, go to Autobot City. And, you know... they We get this nice, sweet uh, Ironhide talks to Spike, who's over there on Cybertron telling him, hey, uh, tell my kid I said hi, and we'll be back here when we kit Megatron's tail from one end of the galaxy to the other. To which he says, we'll do. Casey Kasem counts down and lets them launch off. Meanwhile, Laserbeak reports back to Megatron, who points out that unlike some of his other warriors, he never fails him. Laserbeak conveniently recaps everything but the intro of the movie. And Megatron decides, hey, let's get in on that action. So he gets in on that action. Everybody is just being torn apart. I mean, freaking guys are taking shots that they tanked several of before in the other seasons. And they're dying. Oh, my God. Prowl. Prowl. What happened? Oh, God. At least Instruments Destruction is a pretty song. We cut from that very depressing, very horribly jarring, but corporate appealing segment to cut to Spike's son, Daniel. Apparently, him and Car- Carly and Spike hook up and had a kid. Whoa, really? Yes. So, he's fishing. He's fishing with Hot Rod, who is our designated hero for this movie. He catches a fish. It's a big fish for a human. But then he pulls out his pocket radar. The uh, Autobots are coming. So, we cut to Dare. We do some really cool, really impressive animation shots. We nearly run over Cup, our crotchety old man, and then we go to Lookout Mountain. And then notice there's a giant freaking hole in the shuttle that you'd think most people would have noticed. And instead of informing people about this, Hot Rod just gets straight to shooting the shuttle. Thus begins the Battle of Autobot City. People are dying left and right. It's terrible, but it's amazing. It's great. I mean, we got like... Suddenly, you know, eventually, you know, the battle's going poorly, so Perceptor goes up to blast. Well, up before I forget that. 
I mean, we, we were introduced to a whole bunch of new characters that weren't in the show previously. We've got Springer. We've got RC, our first female Transformer on screen. We've got Ultra Magnus, voiced by Robert Stack. You got mid-20. Kind of mid-20, Scott. What? You got mid-20. Okay! Um, okay. They fight. Uh, we can give Optimus you another Prime extra 30 dies. seconds they, if you need it. You got Optimus Prime dies. It's very sad. And then they he dies, and then we go to Unicron. He takes Megatron. He turns him into a new guy called Galvatron, who's basically the same guy, except now he's voiced by Leonard Nimoy. Then they go back down to Autobot City and try to kill Magnus, because he has this thing called the Matrix that we always had all the time, every time. What what makes you think we didn't have that? We always had an elevator. And then they go fight. They detonate three-quarters of the ship. Then they land on a giant planet of junk, where we meet freaking Retgar, voiced by Eric Idle. Awesome. Ooh. Then Megatron, Galvatron comes back, tries to kill them again. Then Eric Idle comes out and says, no welcome wagon with no, no 30 seconds. great coffee paper for you. And then we get back to get... Oh, oh God. Keep this it going. We can do an well, extra 30 seconds. Optimus, uh, Rodimus, Hot Rod goes to Quintesson. Stuff happens. We find out about Unicron. They go back to the planet of junk. They meet up with the other guys. They fix for Magnus. They go to chase after Megalvatron, who's stolen the Matrix. He tried using the Matrix, but he can't because he's a punk. Unicron turns into a giant freaking robot guy, smashes up Cybertron. They go get jumbled up on his insides. Hot Rod eventually grabs the Matrix from Galvatron, opens up, becomes Rodimus Prime in his mighty Space Winnebago mode, kicks Galvatron outside of seconds, the go. Unicron, opens the Matrix, blows him up, and let this herald a new era of peace and happiness to all our one. Q credits. God damn! Nice work. Yeah. <laughs> You're a little slow in the beginning, but you you, you really pr you really brought that one out at the end. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Thanks. I had to get reminded of the stakes and then realize I can take up some of this stuff when we go over the soundtrack in more detail. Yes, yes. No, I love it. I love it. That's that's the purpose of putting a timer the on end, you. The end was really good, though. You really got a lot of the yeah, facts. Yeah, you did. You, know, you got a lot out there. <laughs> you, you hit. You hit. Well, I, yeah. I'm fresh off the movie, like today. You really. Well, you, I made sure to watch the movie before we got together, and I even have a uh, tab open to the uh, TF Wiki summary of the movie. Nice. Just to try to keep Good all call. the Good high call. points. That's a pro move. <laughs> I always got my wikis open. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, now everyone knows what happened in Transformers, the animated movie. It was really hardcore. Uh, it killed off one of our beloved childhood characters. It's raining. It crushed your heart. It was yeah. It was it was a it was a it was a watch. What were you yeah, gonna say, Alex? It was a, th were basically you say the guys up oh, sorry. Basically the big problem with this movie for in terms of pop culture is, is the first time that a toy company realized, oh wait, we're making characters, not just toys. So killing off the uh, last couple waves of toys in order to make room for new toys on the shelves might not actually work as well as it thought. Do you think people like destroyed their Optimus Primes when this movie came out? Oh no, oh. no, there was nothing like that. There was a lot of backlash that they dead. killed Optimus Prime. <laughs> yep. It actually in some ways hurt the third season of the show because of course everybody was just kind of collectively in depression. It kind of stagnate stagnated some of the toy sales, but part of that also was that this was the third season is where America actually started making their own toy designs instead of using repurposed licensed toys from the original Japanese. Well, also that they got licensed. To. The eighties was like a peak point of like people believing in like a lie. You know what I mean? 
Like everyone was like, ah, everything's always going to be good. <laughs> well, sometimes you have to bring, believe the little lies in order to be, believe the big ones. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Well, all the, there was also a lot of technology and stuff, and there was, yeah. But the eighties, yeah, like as, of, as uh, the aesthetic, drugs, the aesthetic of, of the eighties always to me seems very like opalescent. You know, I don't know. Um, what's well, really, uh, what's what's really funny to me about the eighties is that it's like in in our popular culture view of it, especially, is it's one of those times that was regarded as a lot of really bad drugs were being used like a lot you oh, know yeah, well, that's what it, it was but it was also the time of just say no just say no and it's very like oh. counterintuitive of that i want to i want to talk about that later actually because there is there's a specific song i think you might know what i'm talking about scott that i think is also pushing a different message dare do you don't think that well do you dare think that is <laughs> Dare is not about the freaking drug program. But Dare it was is happening about at the same time. You can survive. It's it was about that little lion on the drug program. But it like, I, I, I can't help but thinking Dare, yeah, the, the program existed, and then they wrote this song, Dare. You know, no, it's it's and believing right. in the planet show. where dreams survive. I'm with your brother. Believing on this you can, you're, you know, you're we over, can all get to victory. Stop overreading into this. Hey man, <laughs> it's it's not a conspiracy if just I believe in it. All right, <laughs> fair enough. But uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, dare we're talking about dare versus D A R E, bro. Well, I don't know. As uh, when I was growing up, I always thought that there was some kind of connection. Even like I thought it was like you know, it's like well, when I first heard, it, I was like, like those shirts, you know, like <laughs> I don't know, because there's a lot of cartoons that use like uh, you know, GI Joe always had like a message for the kids and stuff, you know. Well, that I was, was wondering because if it was of... like a holdover from that or something, you know. Well. Maybe. I mean, keep in mind, what happened is when Reagan got in the office, he signed legislation that stopped cartoons from having toy lines. And in order to try uh. to appease the uh, church mothers and your Jimmy Swaggerts, they would try to put a pseudo-education message on the end of an episode in order to make mm. it see, hey, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this isn't about, completely about, trash. Yeah, I know about Yeah, I know about that. I just wondered if this was some kind of part of that. But um, I was going to say this, uh, we should move on to the next track. Uh, I was yes. just going to mention one more. I was just going to mention where this appears in the movie. Um, just because it's really, it's a really great scene. Um, oh, God. Hot Rod mm -hmm. is just like laying on like the beach or some shit. Like, uh, Brad, the next track is Instruments of Destruction. Well, I know. I'm just saying, I'm saying that the, the touch, the last track we listened to. Nope. No, that's the awesome scene where Optimus Prime is totally kicking every Decepticon's ass. Wait, wait, what, six songs, ways from what song's playing when Hot Rods is introduced? Dare. Is it Dare? Yes. Okay, all right, I had that wrong then. All right, well then, um, this song is the Instruments of Destruction. This is where it really Which is played when the Decepticons actually absolutely kill every single motherfucker yeah, on side of that shit. Autobot shuttle. Yep, here it goes. Here in a nutshell. There it is. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
that was one of my favorite ones to uh, pick a clip for because I was just like, oh man, he like fucking belts it at the end there. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, he has some pipes there. Yeah. So uh, very very eighties of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pure power. Yeah. Power. This could be like an Iron Maiden song for sure. Like I could see them doing this without any changes really, and it would fit. You know. Well, they they energy themselves that they were inspired by Joan Jett, Blue Oyster Cult, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. I mean, kicks. Well, okay. So were any of these bands just created for the movie? Not really, no. Okay. That's something, because, okay, the NRG only... specifically made me think that, like, okay, is that just a band name made for the movie because they're robots, NRG, energy? No, they were just <laughs> a, a relatively short-lived band, and this okay. is one of the songs that stuck around in the collectular okay. popular consciousness. Okay. <laughs> the, the Vince DiCola ones are the ones made for the movie, right? Yes, he's the guy who did the score. Yeah. He did a hell of a job. Well, you gotta you gotta remember though too for the bands in particular, these these companies in the eighties, some of these companies that like struck the that kind of gold, were not big companies before they struck said gold. Yeah, I mean the people. <laughs> so when they were making some of these movies, they were just kind of looking for someone to like, hey, yeah, you, yeah, you, you you'll play the song. Yeah, yeah, you sound good in eighties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the good I mean, time for a studio musician. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, we'll get into later in the, uh, the cast here about, uh, on the last track about how things worked out for the, uh, album, uh, the label Scotty brothers records and how they ended up making the soundtrack. Okay. Um, is that, a is it, is there like a documentary about that? No, but we found out through Weird Al just kind of some of the approach that they took to scoring some of the more, you know, standout songs in the album. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I'll have to look into that, or, or you'll, have to, you'll have to bring that up. Um, but yeah, so the, you were saying, yeah, this is the part where the Decepticons come down, though, and fucking wreck house. And, yeah, uh, but it's... it's kind of really kind of took a lot of kids for a loop because there's a, a specific character. What's his name? That just gets uh, fucking iced. Braun. <laughs> Braun is a character. He's that weird guy with that giant juggernaut like dome head thing, green and gray uh-huh. and yellow in the cartoon show. He had taken shots from Megatron point blank to the chest several times. Oh, oh, so Dude, yeah, I, that's true. There is an inconsistency I, there. I love the way you describe that in your explanation because that's exactly what I thought too. I'm like sitting there watching it, and I'm just like, "How are these people going down after like one shot? This is like the weakest defense from an Autobots team I've ever seen." What <laughs> Optimus Prime isn't there, and all of a sudden you lose your luster? Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they the, do the, seem the, surprisingly weak. The there beginning. is a big kind of jump in terms of tone from the original two seasons uh-huh. to the movie and then back to the third season. Well, yeah, I guess that scene kind of serves as a like a rem- a, a, a reminder from the get go. Like this is a different Transformers than you're used to. 
You know, yeah, the stakes are the stakes this, are real. This is setting up the tone. Uh huh. It's kind of like when Power Rangers did Power Rangers Turbo the movie and hired a kid to be the freaking Blue Ranger, and then had a terrible next season because they just they made that continuity and just mm. just sucks. <laughs> yeah, I like better how they did the Mighty Morphin one. That one was yes. I think it done yes. done better. I think that's kind of one of those another one of those movies that I uh, enjoyed the soundtrack for a lot. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, the one with Ivan Ooze. The only the only cool thing I find about the similarities that I see between these series is that that kind of whole destruction is what led to what brought a lot of us into Transformers, and that would be Beast Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. a symmetry can be brought to Power Rangers, whereas that horrible season led to what was going to be like their last. Yeah, and everybody that cared about the show made just Power Rangers in space. So wait, really, if you how old were after, you? How old were you guys when you were list- watching Beast Wars? Because I was like, uh, I think t- thirteen or something. I was like, no, I was thirteen. You were nine. Oh, okay. It's about six. I was like well, six. I remember like 13, coming in from when 10, I was. But... I used to like work on my family farm and help yeah. my grandpa like feed the calves as a little kid. Yeah, I would come in at like six, seven o'clock in the morning and when sit I'm down and watch this like, way. Who Fox am I pointing kids. at? But I was going to say, um, Alex and uh, Griffin, I was going to say, like, how old were you guys when you were watching uh, Beast Wars? Probably about that same age, around uh, six or so. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was probably like six, young enough to like bear. What are you guys, like 28, 29? Yeah, I always 20. forget. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm 28 too. So. You guys are vaguely in your 20s. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. But yeah, I remember my my brother wasn't really into it. He's like two years older than me. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching it back Same then movie. when I was very young and not knowing what was going on at all, and like okay. not even being able to visually tell. Like, you um, know, that's the same experience I had because, yeah. like, like pretty much until Transformers the movie, I didn't really understand what was happening. I was just yeah. like, yeah, there's the robots. <laughs> Scott likes it, and there's these yeah. cool toys. <laughs> You know, and then the movie happened and I was like, whoa, this is like serious shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. First swear word. From I think a Saturday I morning cartoon to your freaking favorite character. Dying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like a, it was like it was almost edgier than Star Wars, you know. Like in some ways, in some ways, there was no blood because they're robots. But I mean, yeah, what's up to me? It was edgier than Star Wars because it started as such a a kid's cartoon. Star Wars isn't all that edgy, (laughs) if we're to be honest. (laughs) But I mean, for perspective here, this would be the original series was pretty edgy, could get edgy. I feel like stopped getting edgy after that. I feel like Revenge of the Sith is the edgy. Yeah, yeah. There's some, there's some edge, <laughs> but yeah, no, this song though, like they fucking, they kill it. And like, um, they, well, and, they do and it it's all just the, the lyrics. If you listen end. to the lyrics. Oh yeah. I was about to bring those up. So yeah. kind of transcendental violence kind of to it. Like, you yeah. know, 
just you know a stretch of way uh, instruments well, it, of destruction the... tools of power plays just the violence and corruption just a stretch away you know it's like and then it says uh, existence burns away at the it, existence drips away it says it's a violent in ease uh, uh, sorry it's a violent eruption existence drips away and it's just like fucking brutal you know what i mean it's just like yeah it's punches you in the face yeah yeah like this is the song you put with your villains while they slaughter all sorts of people violently and you you couldn't really pick a better song to put there (laughs) no no and um i think that it was uh it really this this is part of what makes me think that it's a lot like heavy metal you know scenes like this where like there's just carnage and just like you know actual deaths with these robots and like in space and like yeah it was a really like it took it to such an uh you know further level than the show was before that you know yeah definitely yeah um, after that movie like i feel like this show should have just had the same caliber like it's like, it was kind of disappointing like yeah unfortunately no yeah. but we did get web Not world bad. and that was an amazing episode wet world web world that's the okay. uh episode where we commit galvatron to the psych ward planet yes look oh, up yeah. look up web world all right we can't go into it right now because we need to get to no the we do track. not have time but um yeah. maybe we'll I, have I to do feel though that the, the the biggest crime though is that we never got a sequel to this film oh that's my god yes. wouldn't that be yes. cool that, they just ignore all the other shit that happened and just make a sequel well, I just still remember when the uh, first cool. Michael Bay com- movie was in production. There were so many rumors. Oh my god, the more that could have been so cool. Was going to be that this was going to be a sequel to this movie, and, like carrying on from the third and uh, yeah. fourth season. Good lord, the rumors. That yeah, that the Michael Bay movies are a real, uh, a real missed great. opportunity. Well, I don't know. Well, the I feel first like one was great. Been, damn it! I feel like they could have been more. I don't know. The rest of them sucked. Uh, the first I one was know. great. Did you? Yeah. What? Wait. Well, I didn't. Bumblebee okay, is good. I didn't watch. You told me all Bumblebee's them. bad. Them's fighting words. I haven't seen no. Bumblebee, but I'm saying the whole thing I was good. The first couple. They used the them. original Optimus Prime guy. That was dope. It sounded great. That was dope. The fights was great. You know, I can I can tell I'm in the minority here, so I'm gonna back off. <laughs> Those movies were okay. I just have a thing against <laughs> Michael Bay. I think. <laughs> Uh, I think it's just. Uh, I think it's just. Megan uh, my, Fox my... was Fox. Well, of course she was. <laughs> She's Megan Fox. I will not. I will not expand on my concept of my opinion of the Bay movies because <laughs> we do not have enough time. There is not enough time. You know what though? In the one, one thing I find like hilarious about like out of all the Transformers, like both factions, is that Megatron developed from a gun. I know it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense gun. at all. Not just any gun, but a freaking Nazi P thirty eight pistol that was originally made to be the gun from a show called The Man from Uncle. Oh, that's a that was a cool movie, but we got to get no. On to the next it track. was a TV show first. It was I know I know. Anyways, Death of Optimus Prime, sadness, go. Oh God. Moment silence.
Right, I'm not fit to run the, the Autobots. Everybody. Neither was I. <laughs> Neither was I. All you need is <laughs> Dies 20 minutes later. I'm not crying. <laughs> yeah, that was also the thing. Is like it was it was visceral when when Optimus Prime died, but then it was also very visceral when um, sorry, what's the next guy again? Uh, Ultra Magnus. Ultra Magnus. That's right. Ultra Magnus. When he died, that was also really visceral. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Either. You know, hearts everywhere. Yeah, they did two de- two leader deaths in this movie. Yeah. Like it's, it's in an hour. I know. <laughs> wow. It, not a lot of movies do that. It, I do. I do. I really like how the character of Ultra Magnus, how he he like takes leadership next because he seems like such a typical like like yeah like, man, hero lead in a movie. Like he even has the voice where he's just uh huh. He's just like no nonsense. Well, yeah. Then he gets blown up. As the viewer, you think that he's going to be the hero when they start saying that, setting that stuff up. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it does start with Hot Rod or whatever with Dare, but like, it really makes you think that, like, you know, he's just like the cool guy or something. But then he ends yeah. up being the the hero of the movie, which yeah. I always. But thought instead, was cool. for those of us with eyes, noticing that when Hot Rod picks up the Matrix, when Optimus Prime drops it, and the Great Blue Glow. We kind of know that Ultra Magnus, off the bat, well, he's not going to quite live up to Optimus Prime's expectations. But I Optimus Prime states helped. himself. He, he doesn't call him the guy that's going to be the light. He's like, it is said that one of us will rise up and be the light or something, something like that. Like, he does one not say that... you are going to be. He says, like, someone, that's true. Like one that's of true. us. Yeah. He's not specific. Be. He's, 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 he's yeah, really, uh, what do you call that, pre- uh, logging like dude, there's a there's a literary prologue, whatever. Well, you know what I mean. He's yeah, setting it up. Definitely. He's setting up the story like without us yeah. knowing until the end. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know the. I can't think of the word to either. But my sister would smack but, me. In the... Yeah, this Anyways, prophecy, this... prophecy, <sighs> prophecy. Yeah, sure. that's one of them. That's the yeah. But yeah, that this this song here, if you play it to any. Anybody under the age of 50 that has even a passing interest in Transformers, they will be very sad. Well, I think it was they also, very, very I think it's sad. relatable. It was even such a well done of, death. I think it's relatable outside of just that because it like, you can really, you can hear the emotion in this song a lot. Like it sounds like a death scene. Um, very much so, and I think you could use it. Yeah, in a lot the of different uh, use of like I, I don't know the music terms. I'm not a music guy. But I am. I have the music dyslexia, but it's very much you know, it's using the kind of tones, kind of somber music, kind of light motifs you'd hear from you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole dun da 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 dun dun is oh, literally yeah. part of a funeral. Yeah, march. exactly. It's uh huh. They use a lot of the they use a lot of the drums for that kind of stuff. They use the drums to accentuate like like some Megatron stuff and some Unicron stuff. That it's a really good use of hard driving well, I think electronic drum. But yeah. It works. We talk about Megatron getting kicked out of the ship. Actually, let's <sighs> let's uh let's get to Dare first. And then we can right. get to that. So this is Dare. This is where we uh, get introduced to our hero uh, from later in the movie. You can fly if you try leaving the past behind. 
Yes. Yes. God, yes. yes. I can do it. We can all oh, do you it. Can do I can it. climb those steps. Oh, I'm the tiger. <laughs> yep. Now, this song uh, was originally yes. uh, written up by Vince DiCola, and then it was oh, it really? performed by a different artist. Um, but eventually, uh, Stan Bush, since he did the touch and did so well with the touch, mm-hmm. they uh, let him do the uh, song for the movie. Nice. Nice. Well, they... they... Did a fantastic job. So the way this was made for the movie, then this song, this this song was explicitly made for okay. the movie. Whereas the touch was made for several movies, right? Is that it correct? kind of existed in its own space. Yeah, yeah, kind of like I think uh, I, the guy that made Eye of the Tiger had a few songs like that, right? He was like the yes. he was one of those guys that would make movie movie songs. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's yeah. I'm Gary Falcone. Gary Falcone was the guy who originally did the uh, singing and lyrics for the song. He okay. also originally did the uh, lyrics for the uh, White Lion Transformers song that we will be discussing in oh, more man. detail later. That one's fantastic. Um, sorry, I'm just bringing up the uh, the lyrics. Because I'm like now that I know that it's made for the movie, I wonder if there's any lyrics that pertain to the movie you know this guy really sounds uh a lot like uh sammy hager which is funny because yeah. in yeah. 1986 that was like when he joined um van halen yeah oh, and uh that was like this kind of sound that they were projecting on their albums at the time so like stan bush is like proto is he it's kind of proto van halen kind of uh energy. or or maybe van halen was proto stan bush. I, I don't know mm-hmm. it, it was it was all very tight the timeline would be all very very tight there yeah maybe maybe we could have had a world where stan bush was on top and van halen never uh, was doing transformers yeah, albums. Was transformers <laughs> albums yes <laughs> Because that's when I was so okay for many many years. I thought that most of these songs were Van Halen. Like I see, that's why exactly. Like it's well, yeah. I, it's 80s as a kid, up. I was like, oh, that's like the radio. These guys on the radio, you know. But it's just all so 80s that I couldn't distinguish. You know, it is a time capsule. The soundtrack it is a time capsule. It's all so that. 80s. Yes. Cheers to cheers to that. <laughs> Um. Oh, uh, speaking of cheers, you wanna you wanna get into that uh, that section? Yeah, let's do it. Might as well. Um. So, uh, guys, here's a little section we have. Um. Normally we uh, are drinking some beers with Dave, but Dave's not here, man. So, uh, here's our Dave. Uh, just let me in, man. Here's the section. Uh, so what uh what are, what have you all been uh, drinking uh, on lately? Um, doesn't have to be tonight. Maybe uh, maybe last night or the night before. Um, week ago, whatever. So well, uh, right here at the moment, uh, I'm drinking some root beer. Before that, I had a blue icy, blue nice. raspberry. Oh, icy. nice, nice. What uh, kind of root beer? Uh, uh, a 2.5 liter of Fago. Nice, nice. You get that? You get that Woodman's? At the dollar store. At the, oh, okay. Nice. At the dollar store. There you go. Yeah, no, I I drank me plenty of Fago in my time. 
Hell yeah. So that's Good stuff. Today. Arctic Sun is the best. Yeah, Scott cool. loves his Arctic Sun. <laughs> what about you, Griffin? What have you been uh, sipping on? Uh, I've been drinking a lot of coffee. Nice, and nice. Right Staying I'm active. The water. Nice. You got You have to have both. H2O. You got to do both. Otherwise, you'll dry out, man. Yeah. Stay hydrated, man. Yeah. That's um, all you got all you need. Yeah, man. That's all you need. Scott, what about you? Scott, all you need. Scott, well, what are you, what are you if, been sipping on? Presently, I am drinking out of a bottle of Shasta Tiki Punch Fruit Punch Soda. However, if it wasn't for the fact that I need to go to bed after we're done recording, I'd probably be drinking a uh, new Glarus Nectar Ale that they just recently mm, came mm, out with. Nice, nice. Nectar Ale. Yeah, I was just sipping on some Moon Mans the other night. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I've been sipping on Moon Mans. I've been sipping on... Um, uh, today it's just water. Today it's just water because I've been drinking a lot this week and I need to calm down on that. Um, quarantine, <laughs> quarantine life, you know. Um, but, uh, I've been, last night I was drinking some, uh, some, some cracking, you know, doing some shots with some other podcasters last night. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've been, Uh, sorry, little, the Colorado Kool-Aid Coors. I mentioned it last time too, but it's good stuff. (laughs) Anyway, what about you, John? Cheers to Steel Reserve, my friends. Steel Reserve. It is uh, solid. I and drink it is, these when I do the podcast. It does the podcast. He drinks the Steel Reserves. They go good with the cigarettes. They go good with the cigarettes. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, that is uh, what are we drinking? What are we? What is Anyway. So uh, we've been uh, going through the uh, album track by track, and we we're just on Dare. Um, so do you guys want to move on to the fifth track now? Um, I think it's the fifth, right? Nothing. Yeah, Let's do nothing, the fifth, and then we'll take a little. Break. Yeah, nothing's gonna stand in our way, yeah. and then we'll take a break and get to the theme. All right. So oh, this ooh, is hey. perfect. Uh, break. Nothing's gonna stand in our way. Oh, perfect cut uh, there, buddy yeah, boy. Yeah, I was gonna say like I I wanted to pick earlier in the song, but I'm like oh, I love that Queen ending though, you know? Yeah, they nailed it. They really did nail it. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's another uh, track uh, later on that I um, I it's a it's a one of those. You know what? I'll I'll talk about that when we get there. Um, <laughs> But yeah, this one is step at a time. One step at a time. But uh, nothing's gonna stand in our way, though. It's another fucking just power song, you know? Yeah. That's, oh yeah, all this song, all this. It is power about. It is power about. It does. I've I've definitely learned to love some '80s power rock in general from this podcast. We've we've covered a lot of like '80s hair metal type stuff, Iron Maiden, um, Iced Earth. Uh, oh you know, wait, that's not out here. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, we we you know, get into a lot of that, and it's fucking, it's so just big, you know, just such a big genre, especially if you got dude, like big headphones, say, listen loud, you know. Our next '80s album has to be something like like 
pop or rap or something because we've covered like That's especially true. once we do the wall we have to do more <laughs> covered, of the 80s. like all the rock yes, all, of the, all the genres of rock you could cover in the 80s yeah it wasn't the only <laughs> genre <laughs> There's a lot of hip hop in the '80s. I can't wait to do one of those. Oh, we can, we can definitely, oh but we got it. We got to pick another subject. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We've we've overstayed our welcome in '80s rock. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of concept albums in it, so. Oh, I I agree. Yeah. It's it's everything we've done is solid. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, what what do you guys remember? What scene this uh, takes place in? This is this takes place. After Hot Rod Cup and the Dinobots crash land on the twisted planet of the Quintessons. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I wanted this to make sure we talked about Hot this This is where Hot Rod one. awakes in the middle yeah. of some sort of weird pre-Cambrian heavy metal sea. And where he's uh-huh. fighting off fish, robot fish. He finds Cup in the claws and grasps yeah. the tentacles of a giant robot squid. Yeah, this scene's and dope. He turns his hand to a freaking buzzsaw and just, uh-huh. you know, slices and dices that thing. Yeah, like, I remember like, like being like, what? He has that? <laughs> did the toy ever have that actually yes uh dope, there is a masterpiece dope. version of hot rod where it's, it's a, a thing. thing you can swap out and then awesome. uh back in what was it 2007 they came out with a new hot rod toy where his hand actually would flip in and you could flip out a uh, saw hand that's oh, awesome man. that's awesome another interesting thing about this song however is this song was not originally made for this movie. Surprise, surprise, this was originally written by a man named John Farham for the uh, revenge flick called Savage Streets, which has another very, very powerfully 80s soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. The movie's not that great, but uh, the soundtrack. People were making oh. bank on these soundtracks, man. Like, <laughs> were you going to say something, uh, Alex? Oh, that's a uh, uh, my favorite scene in the movie. So that that basically makes the that song my favorite song on the soundtrack. Yeah, it's one of my favorite <laughs> scenes for sure. Like, it's one of the scenes that really like on top of just being in space. Like, they go to all these weird places in the movie. Yeah, you know, like there's a place where they're tortured. There's like that that robot that's got like four heads that's just just the five faces of darkness. Oh yeah, yeah, judge. yeah. That's just like really just evil yeah. for evil's sake you know it's like they're just no they're literally a planet of jerks yeah, they, yeah. literally in the third a-holes. season they show up and they literally have a line is like shall we evilly chuckle for a little bit they say that yes <laughs> yes wow of course of course they would of course they like would. at Riders one point like cyclotus really accuses one of them of setting him up and he's like that wasn't one of that wasn't me you must be confusing me with somebody else we do tend to look very much alike. I yeah. mean, they're evil and they know it and they're great. They're, yeah, it's a great character. It's a really fun, it's like Alice in Wonderlandy kind of character, you know. And then particularly for like animation-wise, this movie, this movie may not necessarily be the best in terms of a purely functional story standpoint, but in terms of like animation, there are a lot of like great effects and uh, screen setups that you don't really get a lot of other places. Like the yeah. scene where we're, you know, Hot Rod wakes up on this planet. We're underwater, so they have like a filter on top of like the cells to make it kind of warbly like it's underwater. And a lot of the lit up bits is literally in this was done with hand drawn cell animation. 
So what they oh, do yeah. to get that glowing effect, is they literally put that cell on top of a light source that basically had a kaleidoscope on the inside. That's why it's so bright and so random. I mean, they were doing a whole bunch of stuff like layering it at once. Just it's just a treat for the eyes if you're an animation buff. Well, yeah, I mean that's because that's like kind of a lost art, you know. Like I, um, yeah. Oh, uh, the, the you precision you needed for that animation, like pre-computers, was you had to be mm. able to literally draw that kind of flipbook, like where yeah. one scene was like an inch off from the other oh my god i can only like imagine like time and the effort yeah Yeah, that takes so long and you be so meticulous well it's kind of like making music back when it was like reel to reels and like tape and stuff you know what i mean like you literally had a very limited amount of time to record like i think 22 minutes at one point um and like for any one piece of audio and like you know you had to like if you were doing like you know early hip-hop or whatever you had to tie stuff together you had to cut actual tape and like cut type you know put it on top of other tape and like yeah it's so so easy right it's so easy right now you know but you can you know you can go out of your way to you know make it you know take that time and energy and it definitely shows when people do that you know um, I think there is there is kind of a slight return to some animation. I know that like you know a lot of animation studios closed in like the two thousands or whatever. But like, I feel well, like there is of somewhat of a return is... to like trying to like Rick and Morty, for instance. That's like a bunch of different uh, artists working together for that style. It's not any one person's style. It's like a team. Um, you know, plugging Rick and Morty. By the way season the last half of uh the next season is coming out at the beginning of this month so like sunday sunday oh tight that'll be the day after the, the day the next the next so new be, episode that's is on yesterday sunday. that's yesterday yesterday this happened in our time space yes correct yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we just watched it and it was great <laughs> it was Rick and Morty excellence. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed it, was, it, so I enjoyed it immensely. Everybody, go out and watch the the new episode. No, but uh, <laughs> another thing I really like about this movie, though, is that despite the fact that it brings in all these new powerhouse names to do characters, when you're listening to it, you're still hearing some of those same classic '80s cartoons voices. That you heard into the 80s yeah and it's, it's a mixture you know, of like, old characters hear, like, and new you're like oh who is that i know i heard him in like he-man one time or something like that you know uh-huh yeah yeah well, yeah it's got a lot of recognizable voices mm-hmm. but uh hey i was thinking uh you guys want to get to the break so we can get back in and hear yeah. that badass uh theme song I do it. yeah dude one of the uh just a teaser one of the best uh, fucking like movie versions of a children's theme song ever coming up. So, oh god, stay yes. tuned to the album concept hour. The album concept hour. Robots in disguise. So high octane, you know? Yeah, the only regret I have with the album version of this song is in the movie, 
for the robots in disguise po- uh, portion of the lyrics, they use a heavy synthesizer there to make it all robotic, which is in turn a reference to how the theme song was played on the TV show. Yeah, but unfortunately, yeah. they did not have that for the album version. It, that is That's the strange. one thing it misses. But otherwise, when... oh yeah, it's firing on all goddamn cylinders, pushing through the brick wall. Oh yeah. Yeah, buddy. Well, that... We would like that that sample that that you had because it, it's right when it goes to the key change. Yeah, when uh-huh. it brings up the, the yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my and god! The, the, I... guitar lead, the lead guitar is still playing the melody, but it just jumps into a different key for the. For yeah, it. it's, yeah. It's, that's it's I think. Done. I think that's what I liked about it. Like it, it was like it was familiar, but so different. You know, especially with like the the. Um, I don't know. It's, oh yeah, the drum part. The drum part was what I really fucking loved. Like that. Like it's like it's like offbeat, oh, yeah. you know. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Very like. Uh huh. Yeah. Like I love it when drummers like show off like that and like do the extra shit, you know. So. Oh yeah, that's yeah. always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a lot. This is a uh, lion. Is the band? Is that right? white lion? White lion. I believe I believe it's white. Oh okay. no, it's just lion. Okay, I was gonna say it just says lion on Spotify. But, yeah. It used to be with a Y, and then they changed it to be with an I. Oh, so L Y O N. Yeah. Well, that's not that bad. I feel like that. This be... song still ain't lying about how awesome. It is. <laughs> I feel like lion would have worked though. You know, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I I think where I get the White Line, there was a uh, heavy they metal band back in the time called White Line, I believe. Are you talking about White Snake? Oh, it was White yeah, Tiger. There is White, White Snake, but I thought it you were talking about White Tiger. Snake. Great White. Great White. How many? There's, oh, no, there there's definitely probably, was White Snake. You know what? I'm starting to think. That, that, that was oh, the yeah, one yeah, with the chick was dancing a, uh, on Danish the... Danish-American uh-huh. rock band called White Lion. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So there's a different <laughs> band. And back in the uh, days of the high seas of internet piracy, you'd often find the uh, track for this listed as being from White Lion on your Morpheus or Kazan. Ah. Okay. Okay. So that's why you thought White Lion. Yeah. That makes Lime sense. Wire days. Yep. Yep. Where yeah, you Weird Al got a lot of credits of things he was never a part of in those days. Still does. Also, yeah. like your first four searches, no matter what you searched, were just the most horrendous porn terms you've ever seen. You know, <laughs> just oh, like, yeah. like you could just type like Blink One Eighty Two. He's like Blink One Eighty Two fucks your grandma or something. You know, like just fucking just oh. awful. You know, <coughs> and uh, yeah. yeah. Lime they were the will, they were Wild the West. Most. The Wild Anyways, West. Anyway, this one's pretty simple. Yeah, this one. It's the yeah, theme I mean, of the it's song. The theme. Yeah. Um, they Transformers, do... robots in disguise. There's well, more than meets the eye. Well, there are more. There are more lyrics. Uh, with oh yeah, the, 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 the song but... itself well, is a yeah, pretty good but... summary of the movie. Yeah, that's right. They may, they mention Unicron cool. right here. Something evil's watching over you, coming from the sky above. Uh, dot, 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 uh, okay, when you're caught you within do... the grip of you, the evil Unicron, I do like how Unicron gets a little shout out there in the lyrics. They wrote him, yeah, really yeah. First. like he's he's worth it, yeah. It foretells you of what is to come, 
Yeah, yeah. He's a giant robot that will eat your planet, bro. He's going to eat your fucking planet, bro. Even a planet of robots. I would think that the planet of robots would have some defense. What? In the comics, and basically everything since, Unicron is not merely a giant planet that eats things. In most Transformers mediums, Unicron is literally giant evil robot Satan. So he's just like, as in, like, you he's know, like ethereal or something, like in a different plane. Like, yes, like as in a oh, god. Wow, like literally a god. Literally Satan, yes, the the evil that pervades. In fact, that's pretty they cool. Eventually, that's came really up cool. with a, a theory that the Unicron singularity, the great vastness of his evil, was so vast is it's what caused all of the animation errors in a Transformer cartoon. Ah, ah, okay, okay. They pull a Rogue One and uh, do a little wreck. Kind of. <laughs> Although in this, or maybe case, Rogue One was pulling at them. <laughs> yeah. mm. But in this case, oh. for Transformers the movie, Unicron is just a giant robot made by this elderly ape man person named Primacron. Oh, I guess I never really wondered what Unicron came from. I was no, just like, that, that some, wasn't some his point. His celestial. point was, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just like, he just is, you know. Yeah, that's and, how bad he is. Did yeah, they ever make yeah. a toy Unicron, Scott? Oh, several. Yeah, uh, the, I was going to say Scott was showing me that. Your, uh, Do you Unicron have that, Alex? No, we were just talking about that on the break. Before, uh, oh, okay. Before came back. Yeah. yeah. Someone started a GoFundMe, right? Like to. Well, here's the thing. Wait to pay for a Has... prototype. Oh, yeah, Scott probably knows the exact same thing you're talking about. What, Scott? (laughs) So Hasbro has seen the success of crowdfunding and decided that they would make their own kind of... They want them ducats? They want them ducats. So they uh, basically said, hey... Where's my cut? We've got this great big unicron. He's literally the size of a small person. Like, transform standing up, it's like four feet tall. And they want $900 for it. But they will only <laughs> make it if they get X number of backers paying for it. Yeah, they don't want a uh, TIE fighter situation again. Yeah, it's <laughs> less that more than they want the money. Because the TIE fighter compared to a four-foot-tall Unicron, far cheaper, Brad. Wait, so it transforms, too? I didn't know that. Oh, it does. There Man, are features. It's supposed ass. to have sounds. It's... Just like like a toddler-sized, like, fucking transformer. No, 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 Brad. This is like a five-year-old. That's a toddler. That is I a thought toddler. toddler ended up at, a, ended at age three. I don't know. I, I, I feel some... like... It's like some good house, some good decoration in your house, whether it's the sphere or like the yeah, robot. Yeah, just yeah, it, it would be cool. Find one of each and have them displayed next yeah. to each other. Get one like right next to your R2-D2, you know, yeah. life-size R2-D2. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's from basically Hasbro came up with a kind of a payment scheme called HasLabs where they come up with a concept and say if you guys pay us x amount and oh, we get we'll this it. many backers we'll actually build it that's cool. so fun fact it, about it, hasbro it's... hasbro owns death row records hasbro owns a lot of stuff brad yeah i know you but gotta diversify I mean, they they have acquired death row records 
Death that is needs your backing. They need you. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? We are living in the darkest timeline. Um, Anyways, let's, uh, let's move on. Let's go to the next track. Um, this is uh, Escape, not the Pina Colada song. I think sometimes it's doing SOS. Yep. But not all the time. I think sometimes it's accidentally doing SOS. Yep. So this track here. Something we were movies, talking about earlier. Um what's got? Yeah. So the movie this track is being used to cover the escape of our heroes from Autobot City while under Decepticon attack. Mm-hmm. Another interesting oh, this, fact well, this about scene this. Yeah, that was specifically, an intense attack, too. Well, this scene specifically is when... Uh, what's the girl? Uh, RC. This <laughs> is when RC is like getting on the ship and setting everything in motion. Like This yeah. is when shit's really hitting the fan. I chose... Yeah, uh, a great yeah I tried favorite. to choose some of the... What? Like RC Cola? <laughs> no, RC as in remote control. Uh, that is the joke. <laughs> what? what were you saying, Alex? She's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, right. well, she's like, because there's there's that there's pretty few. Well, I guess I don't know, Scott. There are, are there a lot of female robots, like robots made like females in these, or is it mostly male robots? I know, like in like Star oh, yeah. Star Wars, the, uh, females are male the odd number robots. out. Really? Yeah. I mean, in the case of Transformers, it's a toy property designed yeah. for toys. For boys back uh-huh. during the 1980s. But yeah, there's Girls like Spaceballs. Toys, toys. Spaceballs had yeah. that character too. But like, that was a, that was kind of a spoof. But like, yeah, I mean, there's not very much. Uh, someone brought this to my attention recently. There's not a whole lot of like female representation within robots. You well, know? first, yeah, Brad, there's a, a couple problems with this. A, that Because there there is no male or female <laughs> in robots. I know that from the gate. Yeah. But for relatability with robots media, can't have yeah yeah robots can't have a gender unless yeah, you're yeah. going into some you know. But that being said, they do they are generally oh yeah gendered towards male, right? Yeah, well again, yes. In the way it's that their primarily voices are male the and that, they look muscular-ish or something. Yeah, but again, know. it's because you know traditionally. A robot property is designed to sell towards, you know, male children, although yeah, the Transformers yeah, yeah, fandom definitely. has a very sizable, very vocal uh, female uh, component of it. Yeah, so, well, yeah, the fandom's, yeah, the fandom's despite, gotten way beyond what it was intended for. They really, they really kind of corrected a lot of that in uh, Beast Wars. Yeah, oh, Beast Wars. On, like, both sides. That's true. Beast Wars was, was representing. Beast Wars was really good. Beast Wars uh, is so good. Well, I mean, it was good for for when I watched it. I know it's very well, cheesy and stuff. No, now. no, no. I I still remember as a kid. What remember like when they like discovered the ship of original Autobots that like crashed into the oh, planet? Oh, dude. Oh, yes. That, that was, was so, cool. so when they're like walking through the ship and he's <laughs> looking at like the dead robots. You're like, this yeah. Is... I remember yeah, that episode. Understand. Yeah, you cannot. I mean, you thought that moment was hype for you, but. Keep in mind, I actually originally saw those guys sometimes on TV, 
and seeing them like again this would have been like the first time live on air in like at that point close to a decade to me that was just like i don't know if i felt that kind of level of hype in my life when i saw the original optimus prime sitting there and then he just like opens up his chest yeah 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 that was really cool if you're the right age though that that show it also was the first show that would have been made where people that were fans were part of the production and also was one of the first Transformers show where the production team was actually in contact with the fandom. It's actually one of the reasons why Waspinator didn't die at the end of the uh, first season and kept stuck around because he was just so popular just because sides. of how crappy was. Yeah, Everybody yeah. loved him because he, he just hilarious. Yeah, he was like their, the Waspinator. Their skull or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that song doesn't have a whole lot of lyrics though, so uh, I think we're gonna. We it has move exactly on. none. It's exactly none, but it's uh, yeah, it's a great scene uh, when they're escaping, and uh, it's you know called escape. So um, the next song though is called Hunger, and we're gonna roll right into that. Here is Hunger. Oh, so uh, <laughs> if you can't tell, I, uh, at the end of that, I uh, I have turned the gain knob all the way up on my my mixing board, or or, or the you know the DAW, because uh, it's one of the, it was one of those endings that does like the, the really long like thirty second long fade out where like the singer is just kind of ad libbing and like continuing on and stuff. I'm like, well, you know what? Time takes a lot. <laughs> it's you know. A lot more time elapsed if you fade out in a, you know, a uh, montage. Well, yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a very much like montage song, like a couple of the other tracks. But yeah, I thought, it, I like, I wanted to know, like, how, what does it actually sound like that end of that track? So I, uh, I blasted yeah. it up, and he's just like burning, burning. Now I'm burning. It's burning. You know, like just. Although I think you really should have started off at the start of the song, where it's just like dumb. I mean that song yeah. starts hard. Yeah, it yeah. Just lets I try you know not that to do it's all... hungry and it wants it wants. Yeah, it yeah. It burns. Yeah, it's a good song. Like it's a very. Um, this is by Spectre General, um, and uh, they did uh, "Nothing's Gonna Stand in Our Way" as well. Um, yeah, so but... they have a bit of an interesting history. See, Spectre General, that actually isn't their real name they were originally called kick axe that's better yes it is however there was some uh (laughs) apparently there was some legislation uh not legislative oh because it's it's almost a swear word you can call that legislative there was there was that and uh litigious issues there we go that's the word i'm looking for is it because they're canadian Probably, <laughs> you know, copyright and all that stupid mm-hmm. stuff. Damn Canadians! But I will, I will say that Specter General is still a pretty, pretty good play on words, still, because you know, Inspector yeah. General, Specter yeah. General, is pretty, pretty good. good too. Yeah. It's not as awesome as Kick Axe. Yeah, it, well, now that I know that Kick Axe was the previous one, it just—it's not as impressive. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's still, <laughs> you know, all in all. Yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, this is one that really stands out, um, you know, outside of the movie for sure, you know, cause it's, it, it wasn't, this one wasn't made for the movie. Um, it's on, you know, its own, uh, I'm assuming this is on its own. Uh, yeah. It, it was just some, um, a song that they had. Yeah. And you said and this was for what scene again? That's on Rock the World. Yeah. Well, this was part the, the the label itself was called Scotty Brothers Records. They no, were no, I mean, what that... scene in the movie is this? Oh, from? this is the scene where after the uh, so Cup and Hot Rod get kidnapped by the Quintessons, they put them on trial. Mm-hmm. We never really know why they're on trial. No, it all we really know matter. is they're asked if they're the guilty faces, or innocent. Right? Five the faces. five faces. Yeah. Five faces. Yeah, they want right? they want they, wrath, up, they want up the typical setup. <laughs> and uh well they're declared innocent and then thrown to I the never understood gone. that. Why were they declared innocent and then thrown to the sharks? It's all crazy. because they're jerks. He's bad. What's up, everybody? Everyone on Quintessa is an asshole, except for a little <laughs> robot. Yeah, yeah, outside of Wheelie, who's just merely yeah. annoying yeah. and speaks oh, in rhyme. Everybody else is just assholes. Oh, yeah, I like, like Wheelie. I mean, they're not necessarily evil. Well, no, they are. Oh, but they're mostly that. asshole evil. You know, just spiteful yeah. little bastards. Wheelie and that guy who they kill right at the beginning of... Ah, uh, yeah, but uh, Kranix, he crashed there. He's yeah. not a Quintessian. Uh, yeah, he's not okay. So he but... wasn't... Yeah, he's not. he's not from the planet? That's no, why it's he's that. from a different okay. planet that Unicron ate in the beginning of the movie, Brad. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they escaped. Also, by the way, something that I didn't notice for years on end, the planet's called Lithone. Lithone. Lithstone. Okay, like... Everybody's lith- named ion? after rocks. Kranix. Granite. <laughs> oh, like all the characters in the movie, you mean? Like the new characters? No, on... Well, on, the, on that planet, on that planet, everybody's got names that are puns on rocks. Is that is that a dig at the other series? This was dig. before that series ah! came out. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Pun intended. Oh, well. ah! <laughs> no, was but there unintended. was there was another series that was like trying to rip off Transformers, where they were just like rocks from different planets, and they transformed. Rock lords. They just transformed into boulders. What? Yeah. The yeah. toys were great. The were weird, man. Yeah. You were there. But, like, they were all just boulders. So. <laughs> they were rocks. I mean, they were That's great so toys weird. for throwing at your siblings, as Brad can attest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But, so you know. Weird. You deserved it. I've only ever. No, seen you did. <laughs> What's up, Grip? I've only ever seen the toys of oh. those. Oh, well, yeah. Rock Lords, oh, yeah. it came I've out. I've seen as, the toys. Like, Rock Lords came out as a movie. TV movie Sorry. with the GoBots, another yeah. oh, toy that's series. Right. That they, had were, they were they were the, the direct GoBots. competition to the Transformers, yep. and they petered out. Yeah, yeah. Well, part of it was because the their TV show was animated by Hanna Barbera, whereas the Transformers had a. It was very simple. An- yeah, well, it was Hanna Barbera, so there was a lot of flat colors, a lot of flat angles. I heard animation. the toys were like really like simple compared to it too. Yeah, half a dozen, six of the other. Some of them were more intricate. Like they had combiners where you didn't actually have to have separate pieces to have give the guy hands and feet. They were integrated with the uh, Transformers themselves. 
but there are plenty of them that where it's like literally the evil villain Psykill. Yes, get it? Psykill. He's an evil Psykill. Yeah. yeah, he just uh-huh. leans over and grabs wah, his wah. wheels and calls it a day. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, it, definitely. Um, we have to move on though because it's almost eleven, Scott. It's almost your bedtime. Um, and we uh, can make it if we dare. We can make it if we <laughs> dare. Dare believe. Um. I just want to say one last thing. I'd like to think this song uh, "Hunger" is from Unicron's perspective. It 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 makes me enjoy it more to think that Unicron is thinking all these things. He's just hungry. Time's running out, and he's fucking. He's hungry. You know. He wants to eat planets with a sexual desire. That's that's all he wants. That's all he really wants. It's the only way that he can glow. You know. Uh, so, so uh this song is uh just called Autobot Decepticon Battle. There's no real um yeah, there's no real fluff to this one. Here we go. <laughs> Oh man, I love that uh, the kind of uh... yeah. This is the part that really made me think of John Carpenter. I think you know. I can I can get it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like very sort uh, of orchestral movie score sounding. Feels very sci-fi. But yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, but it's all you know. It's all electronic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This was one of the failings of the uh, original motion picture soundtrack for Transformers the movie. Is on the soundtrack we only get three of the uh, background score tracks from the movie. There are other tracks that would be released in the score that, you know, also stand out. Like, that's okay. I put them Unicron. I was about to say, I put them under your little uh, uh, five minute uh, recap. So that's what, that's what I was using for that was those few uh, songs. But yeah. I mean, in the 20th anniversary version of the soundtrack, they did include some of the score. But one thing I wanted to point out while we are still on the score is the medley used for Unicron's theme in this movie would be later repurposed for use in Rocky V as even Drago's theme. Yep. That's strange. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy it's... how they have longer lives. Not that strange. Than... Well, yeah. it's, it's weird that they have, like, I don't know, longer life Similar. than just... Yeah. Well, it was a far more common concept back then. A lot of people were scoring movies. I mean, a lot movies nowadays have far more bigger budgets and have longer development times. Whereas in the 80s, you'd get done with one movie and get attached to one the next. Like in the case of uh, Star Trek and Aliens, uh, they had, what was his name, James Horner? Yes. Sounds yeah, right. they had him for Wrath of Khan and Star Trek Three, and then once he got done with those movies, he went to score the Aliens movie, and some of the motifs and techniques he used in Star Trek would carry over and influence the Alien soundtrack. That makes sense. Sometimes that makes sounds sense. like it, you well, know, slight yeah. rips. Yeah, there's there's some there's some um, you know song or soundtrack scores that do you know that are like that's that like John Schneider. You know, you, you always know when you hear the guy that scored. Um, or 
what's his name? The guy that scored Star Wars. Oh, John Williams. John yeah. Williams. Sorry. John Schneider's from um, Papa John's, right? Yeah. Papa John Schneider. <laughs> I have no idea. I think it's I think it's something John like Williams. That. You're right. But, I, I I was but like no. you, you know, you, you hear a John. score and, and you really you really know when it's John Williams. Yeah, oh absolutely. Danny Elfman. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Oh, yeah, that, God, him too. Uh, the the mystic he order did of the, the Knights of the Oingo too. Boingo. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot he was in Oingo. That that he was in Oingo Boingo. He was the he was the yeah. uh, lead singer. He was the lead Oingo singer Boingo. of Oingo Boingo. Yeah. 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 God, Oingo Boingo. That that was one hell of a band. They they uh, they had some tunes. They had some straight up tunes. Uh, in the Dead 80s. Man's Party. Freaking, you know. Man, my pills really are kicking in. Yes, we should move. <laughs> no, I know, I know, uh, I know you when your your stuff's oh, kicking in. Um, Anyways, so what's what part is what scene is this one in? Is this the scene in the beginning battle? Or this is the, the battle, uh, be- this whole scene is the first half of the battle of Autobot City. Okay, leading <laughs> up to the point where night falls and that would in turn turn into city under siege, which is the whole point where their defenses are broken. Let the slaughter begin. Let's murder Optimus Prime. Yeah, that's where shit fucking pops off. Yeah, and so. then that would tr- in turn transition to you got the touch while Optimus yeah, Prime yeah. is kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. Well, uh, now we just need to talk about the greatest scene in the entire film. Ah, uh, I think nice. um, for the final track. Is it time? It's time. It is time. It's it, time for. Is it? My is it time to? Uh, is it time to play with something? Uh, uh what, uh, what? What were you thinking, man? Can I play with madness? Uh, close, but uh, I was actually thinking uh, more along the lines of like Weird Al. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. So this is Dare to Be Stupid. You can just give up the ship. <laughs> you can eat a bunch of sushi, then forget to leave a tip. Dare to be stupid. Come on, and dare to be stupid. It's so easy to do. Dare to be stupid. We're all waiting for <laughs> oh, my Go. God. That song is. <laughs> I love this song. That song is yeah. so good. You know, it's, it's such yeah, a it's weird so Al, good man. that Devo to this day hate Weird Al for how perfect it is. Yep, yep, yep. Because it's a cover. It's not a cover of a Devo song, but it's a style Thank cover. Yeah, yeah. But I love Devo and I love this song. Yeah, it, you could throw it right in with. That's Devo. what you're supposed to do. That's what Weird Al wants you to yeah. do. He's, yeah, well, it's that's, only yeah, when that's, people hey, take it with a bad attitude that he's it goes the wrong. fucking. He's the king of that shit. You know, well, it's it's not that they hate him for making fun of them. He they hate him for doing it so goddamn well. Well, yeah, they, they wish that they wrote the song. Yes. Did they ever cover it? I don't think they have. They should really. They would... should really get cover it. That would be a mind fuck. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they may have like put it in the set when they played live or something. Yeah, that but would. As far you as know, I what? know it's something that you know that uh, never yeah. got onto an album. Yeah, yeah, but man, yeah, that, that's just and this is the scene with the uh, the the junkians with Eric Idle. Um, talks entirely in TV just, references. Yeah. Quote. Oh my God, that whole scene was just so fun, you know. Well, it's just so crazy. Yeah, it's just I mean, like oh, then, and it's like, a junk planet too. It like kind of fills a kind of kind of question in the universe of like. 
you know, where does the junk go with all these robots? Apparently there's some sort of pan-galactic gyre where all the whirlpools and eddies just collect all of the junk. Although apparently yeah. it's also the case that the Junkians literally buy junk to get more junk for the planet of junk. Mm-hmm. And this is junk. where this the is whole where, junk thing is. This is where Bowie comes from, right? Um, actually, the universal greeting was something set up by you know, the galactic community at large well before but, this, the events of this movie. But this is, however, this is the first it's time the time, time it. they use it and yes. they don't get imprisoned. Yes. And it is. <laughs> and it works. And then fantastic. suddenly, what's even buddier, better about it is, you know, the. So the uh, the rec- the Junkians decide to greet the Autobots after their leader Ultra Magnus gets fucking blown to bits by charging fucking at them wrecked. on motorcycles, which are in turn themselves and axes. <laughs> Nobody knows how to react to this properly. Everybody starts running. So wait, rec- Eric Idle's yeah. character kills Ultra Magnus, right? No, that was Galvatron. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Never mind. He, I'm but forgetting. you know, we're all fighting everything. Nobody knows what's going on, and then suddenly, Cup and Hot Rod come down in their giant corkscrew ship they stole from the Quintessons. They use oh, yeah. the universal yeah. greeting, and even better, Vince DiCola does a slight, you know, very like building monumental version of this in the score of Dare to Be Stupid, making it sound like it's wow, we're doing this, we're making peace, it's great, it's hilarious. And then we cut back to dare, the uh, Dare to be Stupid from where we left off, uh-huh. and everybody is dancing. Freaking, uh-huh. you got Wheelie and Daniel break dancing. you've got... Yeah. I was very confused when I saw that scene. <laughs> it is. That it is... does come out of nowhere. Yes. It's like a it musical just... scene in the middle of a Transformers yeah. I kind of thought it was supposed to be the end. Yes. And then I like looked at my like t- my screen and I was like, but wait a second, there's so much more left. <laughs> is this... And then they went That's back a... to fighting. That'd be such like, a messed what, up place what did I to just end. Watch? That'd be a real yeah. messed up place to end. Chaos. I feel like that's the one scene I always just space out during, so I don't really know what's going on. Either. Oh man. I remember well as a kid I was a I was a diehard Weird Al fan. That was like maybe one of the first music things I was into. Um but yeah. like so yeah, when Weird Al came on, I was like, yeah, you know. Yeah, for us, we, that was just like yeah. hype. Well, Weird Al was me and Scott went to Weird Al. That was my first uh, concert, actually, was Weird Al yeah. Yankovic, and all the costume changes and like you know, uh, he did. Yeah, this uh, was the Star uh, Wars one the... for his encore. Oh yeah, this yeah. was yeah. This was the tour he did for Running with Scissors, and I remember yeah, when yeah. he that played his last his quote unquote last song. I had to stop the rest of the family from leaving because yeah, I Dad knew was about what to was leave. about to happen. Yeah, Dad didn't understand that there's encores um, for even this stuff, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we all came back and we were like freaking out. A long, long time <sighs> ago, yeah, in a galaxy. That's one of his best ones. Away. Yeah. Um, one question though. So, did this song? Does, if does anybody know? Does this song um, predate the movie? Like, did yes. he make an album? Uh, Dare to be this stupid. This was part of this. Is, was from Dare to be stupid. This okay, Dare to be stupid didn't come I out after this. The movie soundtrack. Okay. So, Scotty Brothers is a was was a record label company during the uh, 1980s. These were the this was the label that you know owned Weird Al, along with. 
all the other bands included mm-hmm. on the soundtrack. Yeah. And basically they were given a general tone that they wanted to use for a scene. And they went through their catalog of artists and just kind of called them up and say, Hey, I want to use this song for this. Can we do that? Shit. That's, and like, that's how sure. I that's how I would. And done it. like to, I mean, as they called weird alley, and he basically was told, Hey, we're going to use one of your songs in the movie. Is that okay with you? And to um, which Weird Al replied, it's like, sure, why not? Hey, how did you get this number? <laughs> uh, so that's typical Weird Al response. Because he, he is, he, he's no different off camera and off mic than he is on. You know what I mean? Like, he is, he's a weirdo. There's no personality. He just, he just makes just a person. He makes jokes. A lot of jokes. A lot of weird jokes. Whether or not you get him, or he doesn't, he doesn't care. You know, he's just, yeah, he's just making them. <laughs> but yeah, this is a uh, any any like final uh, thoughts on this album, guys, before we uh, wrap things up. It is the best. I wish it would have been in order, like more in order. What do you mean, like yeah. in order of what happened in the movie? Chronology in the movie. Yeah, That's soundtracks rarely uh, cut it. In order of the movie, I noticed. Um, I think well, there's. I like, know. I just. Yeah. There's this like is a the kind feel... of thing. Like I just. It would have felt better if it was. That's all. Well, Otherwise, it was solid. Sim- what were you gonna it's say? It's more of a symptom of its time. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Alex? I wasn't going to say anything, but oh. now I'll just say something. <laughs> all right, that, go. Uh, this this movie has a great soundtrack. Um, it's. It's great listening through it. I visualize all the scenes, which are also great. Yeah, and, uh, definitely. It's powerful. It's, yeah, it's it's great how like like some films they capture like uh, some good bands from the time and stuff. Get like yeah, every now and again. Good sound. Some rock good and sound roll of the time. Of the era. Yeah, rock of the era. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, not that this is in any. It's not in the same league as this, but it's similar for me. Uh, Digimon the movie soundtrack for me is like the 90s equivalent. I want to do that by the way. We got to do that at some point but for me that's like the 90s equivalent like it's so almost painfully 90s and it's got a few tracks that they made for the movie and it's it's bananas but I love it when they put I love it when they put that much uh, money and energy into like a children's franchise like that for like one movie and one soundtrack. It's yeah, really similar to uh, one of my. Favorite oh, they put movies. a lot of effort into that movie. That yeah. was a great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you I saying? think it's very similar to uh, Jetsons the movie. Oh, you soundtrack. mentioned that. I really need to see that. Oh, you see Jetsons the movie, yeah, dude. I that's that's so. Are you ready? I'm ready. You put the sprockets in the sprockets. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it was made. Uh, it was made a lot later, right? What's that? 80s, man. It was made. It was made, made at the end a, of the 80s. Came out in 1990. It was yep. 1990. Okay, and that was like, was that like, like uh, long though. after the Jetsons ran? Jetsons oh, was on yes. in, the, in the in the beginning of the 60s. Yeah, right? yeah. So they yeah they updated and made a new movie and mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it also has some good like hard rock, glam rock kind of stuff in the soundtrack. Yeah, it does. As well nice. as like, uh, yeah, one of my maybe that's one we'll have to do. Three new songs. In that I movie. would be down, so down. 
I actually know someone else who'd be down for that too. Yeah, maybe we'll have you guys back. Maybe we'll have you guys back when we do uh, do that one. You know. Yeah, if you're talking Jets in the movie, I want to be there. Yeah, dude. Maybe uh, you could be our soundtrack guys. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I definitely want to watch that. Cause I remember, I think I saw it on Cartoon Network, uh, really young and wasn't really paying attention, but, um, yeah, I need to revisit that. Even the movie, I feel like is similar to like Transformers, the movie in the way to where like, uh, like the, the movie just has like, they just have like slightly better animation. Just put like a little bit more like mm-hmm. care into it. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Rock and roll soundtrack. Like similar, but way better. You know, same yeah. style, but like dialed up a couple notches. Yeah. yeah I've always well, I mean, anything too. that's being animated from a Hanna-Barbera property and then done by anybody else, almost as a rule, is going to look way better. And be really good. Yeah, but the the <laughs> plot was a little twisted. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was what it was, but it was it was a very good movie overall. Very solid. Yeah. I'd watch it any day of the week. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. Um but yeah, any what about what about you, Scott or John? Any closing thoughts? <coughs> or Griffin. Griffin, any closing thoughts too? Uh I feel like the soundtrack went along really, really well with the movie that the label picked some good tracks that fit with the scene. Yeah. Like the, the flashiness and the energy of uh, of like a lot of the tracks really fits in with a lot of the visual stuff that's going on that keeps it like the high energy mm-hmm. feel of it going. Yeah, like that heavy metal kind of thing it's got. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish there was more more of these types of films. They're just... It just keeps going, keeps going, keep getting yeah. attention. Uh-huh. Yeah fucking high energy but um yeah uh if that's all for closing thoughts uh what uh wait scott did you have anything any last thing i have one final thing one one closing thought before you let this mark the end of the cybertronian wars as we march forward into a new era of peace and happiness till all are one till all are one is that the response (laughs) Yes. To all our one. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Sorry, I had to. All right. Well, well um, yeah. What? So uh, the last thing we'll do before we uh, head out of here. What are you all listening to? I'm gonna go around the horn in uh, the format that I have it. So I'll start with John. What have you been listening to? Oh, or, you know, not or, that much. Or watching. Stuff. We've been doing a lot of these lately. Yeah. Um. You know, just uh, just just a big shout out to uh, the the, especially because this is the because uh, we covered the Transformers to the toys that made us. Mm-hmm. They have a whole episode that covers the toys that made us and how mm-hmm. the the Transformers got created and what yeah. they mean today. Yeah, yeah, it's really very interesting. It's on Netflix. It covers like all your all your basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got a lot of my facts for this episode from today, actually, other than what I saw from the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. That probably had some uh, nice intro on the like, toy line, which is oh, yeah. you know, oh, intimately yeah. connected you, with. You the learn, you learn about so. how it got, how it got started, what what yeah. inspired it, how it got over here, cool. how we got the TV show, how that led into the the movie, and that led nice. into 
the Beast Wars and that led to Michael Bay. Nice, nice. Uh, otherwise, you know, I'm just uh, <clears throat> I'm listening to a lot of Adele right now. Oh, cool. I'm, uh, I'm thinking about bringing her into the concept album. Yeah, I guess uh, some at some of those point. Are, yeah. uh, 21. Yeah, I think 21 that, was one of her uh, really big albums. And yeah, it's, I think that maybe counts. I think you can find a storyline there with some yeah. of her songs. Yeah. So. Um, what about you, uh, Alex? What have you been jamming on lately? Um, well, there's a ton of... Uh, well, I've been basically been going down YouTube rabbit holes. And uh-huh. uh, there's there's a ton of uh, like hardcore, old-style like hardcore punk coming out right now. Nice. Uh, see, I've got a playlist with like fifty or fifty of these bands, but they have all their stuff <laughs> listed online, like just okay. like hardcore seven inches. Okay, is that on like Spotify? Like What's that? Is that on like Spotify? Or... Oh, you said YouTube. Oh, uh, YouTube. Oh, no, just yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, uh, yeah. So too many to name, but I too just many. found out there's yeah. a lot of good stuff okay. coming out. Any like specific ones that you like just fucking that stand out i know uh, there's uh, a lot uh, this band called Powerface. Powerface. Uh, okay. just released music this year uh a promo tape okay They're from somewhere over the seas i don't i don't remember right now but uh and there's a band called electric chair okay uh, Deep minds nsa to name a few okay. and these bands are from all over the world so uh nice a little plug there yeah, yeah. Is this like, um, is this like kind of a present uh, day hardcore? Or is this like stuff from like, uh, like eighties or nineties or? Yeah, it's going on right now, twenty twenty. Tight, tight, nice. But yeah, it's we got have that uh, old hardcore yeah, style, very much like eighties. Okay. 80s. Nice. Well, what about you, uh, uh, Griffin? What have you been uh, listening to lately? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Iron Maiden. I had never listened yeah. to. Oh really? You're going through the first time? Yeah. Oh, me too. Uh, Me too. A lot of peace of mind. Uh huh. I like Killers the most so far. Um, Yeah. That's good. I'm I'm Uh, biased towards Seventh Son of the Seventh Son since we did it for the podcast. But oh, dude, that's that's such a good album. I've been. Uh, I really Power Slave is one of my favorites. Probably. I I, I couldn't give you a favorite, but it's one. Well, that's the beauty of Iron Maiden is like it's so many people have you know opinions on it because there's like such a vast like you know variety of things they do. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, anything, anything else? Um. I know that uh, there's uh, another like psychedelic band I've been listening to from Greece called Aphrodite's Child. Oh, okay. Uh, that sounds intriguing. Uh, I don't know. Tight. Drive called Quest. Random stuff. Most yeah, I was about, yo, you, you and Veronica must be jamming on that together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She mentioned that uh, uh, last bonus episode. Tight. Yeah, it's been, it's been cool. Nice, nice. And uh, what about you, Scott? You've been uh, jamming on anything uh, new recently, or? Well, I uh, somehow ran across a band called Space. It is a kind of a synth poppy. I guess you'd call it retrowave or vaporwave now, but this is from the seventies. I just kind of tripped on them and my YouTube recommendations and uh, it's pretty good stuff. Nice. 
I mean, I guess it's technically considered space disco in terms of genre. Yeah, but on the other end of, of the spectrum, and talking about the YouTube algorithm bringing gold, is I discovered a band called Riot City. And I've been listening to their album Burn the Night. And it's like peak 80s speed metal brought back. And it's, oh, God. Just, huh. just, just. Just I feel like out. I've heard that Be name great. before. I feel like I've heard that album, maybe. I'll have to check it out. Well, I did put it on my Facebook feed a while ago, so you may have put maybe. it on when you saw it on my feed. But... Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check that but out. But it's damn good. Oh, um, before we get out of this section, though, um, have you, do you guys have any uh albums out like uh any music up on the internet or where can they find people yeah, find that yeah uh, we got it we have stuff up on spotify and we have a good amount of stuff up on Bandcamp as well yep and that's wood chickens wood chickens um just uh, what, type that one in last, wherever you gotta type in uh one last thought on this i challenge all of you to the uh name a or, or a do an album a day for seven days on uh, Facebook. Oh yeah. Ad. Have you guys seen that challenge thing? Um, tonight I'm gonna do uh, in honor of this movie thing. I'm gonna do one of my favorite movie albums, which would be the uh, Lion King. Ooh, that's a good you one. Go ahead and post that. the one. original Lion King, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's pretty much I know the so same, many songs same thing from that this time as around. Child is like my favorite yeah. uh, childhood movie. Uh-huh. Um, and second of all, uh, would anybody be down for doing? Um, uh, the Jetsons one next uh, next like Thursday maybe. Um. Well. Uh. Let's. Uh. We should look at a few sketches because you had that other one you want to maybe do. Maybe Fair we enough, could do this yeah. in a few episodes. Okay. But I'd definitely be down. Um. And yeah, if you guys want to do one in like a month or, or or maybe a few weeks or something, do the Jetsons or some shit. I haven't seen that one yet, but I'd be. Down. I need to watch the movie, so uh, right, yeah. maybe we can we can social distance watch it and like play it at the same time. Or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Simultaneously yeah. hit play and then just have. Uh, yeah. Have and then just have one of these going or something, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying. I've been thinking of uh, trying to do that uh, in the quarantine. So. Um. But yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be dope. Um. And then, uh, yeah, look up their music wherever you can uh, find them. Bandcamp, you said, and Spotify. Um. Yeah. And uh, once the quarantine's over go see them live uh they're a, a three-piece and they fucking rock um one of my favorite local bands to uh catch so really glad to have you guys on um thank you Brad. yeah yeah for sure um as for me i've just been listening to um my uh oh yeah killers uh the live album i just listened to recently um i've been listening to a lot of thundercat they just came out with a new album uh, called it is what it is uh if you want to watch a really hilarious music video look up uh dragon ball do rag by thundercat it's pretty funny um and then uh also uh oh Oh, yeah tayamo or uh yeah 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 tayamo danku um he's this guy that is going to be on the first episode of a new podcast um called pick apart the passion starring um a local uh hip-hop guy named uh, rambunctious uh so i uh, look forward to that 
and uh, his uh, album uh, Collab, Ki- uh, Collab Kong uh, has a bunch of uh, really, really great uh, people on it, including Rambunctious and uh, Cool G Rap, um, Conway the Machine, and Buster Rhymes is actually in it. So, um, dude, yeah. it was really cool, really down to earth, and uh, hopefully we'll have that first episode out soon. And uh, we're now on Apple Podcasts, so we're finally on it. Uh, it took a while, but it's they, they did what they got to do. So go uh, review us and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, just uh, do the background check. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, the, 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 the Apple, like you know, I, I I know you guys love it, but like <clears> Apple <throat> needs to know. You know what I mean? So uh, you guys just give us anywhere from one to four stars or five stars even. And uh, you know, give us a uh, give us a little feedback. Uh, we'd love to hear what you guys. Think. More feedback, the more you'll hear us on. Yeah, we'll we we'll get on those lists or some shit or the algorithm or something. I don't know how it works. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, Apple, um, yeah, do that. That's all for me. Um, then uh, yeah, thank you guys again for uh, joining us on the podcast. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we'll try to get this out uh, probably in a couple. Well, we'll get this out soon. Um, But, uh, yeah, I'll let you all know. And uh, thanks, you all, for joining us. Thank you, Scott, for joining us. Thanks for all your uh, information and uh, help. No uh, problem. No problem. So, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. The Album Concept Hour is Brad LeBaron, Dave Gallagher, John Aker, and Scott Wesley. Special thanks to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard for the theme music. Please like us on Facebook or friend us on Twitter or MySpace and let us know what concept album you would like to hear on the podcast. See you on Side B. This has been a Revolver Audio production. Executive producer Brad LeBaron. For more podcasts, visit soundcloud.com slash revolveraudio. Or to support new content, visit co-fi.com slash revolveraudio. Revolver Audio.